So let's get some perspective here. Joining us on the line is Brandon Peterson, editor and founder of Reframe.co. Good morning. Hey, how are you doing? Very well, and how are you? Uh, good. No one's posting pictures of me drinking stuff, you know, so I'm fine. <laughs> <Let's> hope not. <laughs> you never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. There's a citizen journalist at every corner and every inch. Somebody's waiting with the phone. <laughs> Brandon, what is LG's story here? At some point, they were coming out guns blazing with top-end smartphones that were also quite affordable, to be honest. Um, And then something happened. It's been the biggest news, I think, in tech for the last couple of weeks, actually. Obviously, it just broke yesterday. Um, And a lot of myself and my friends have been talking about this because we used to be massive LG fans back in the day, you know, when the Mm. G4 and those sort of phones were out. Mm. And you're right, they used to make some really great sort of flagship phones, affordable, um, you know, that back in its heyday, G2, G3, G4, were competing, you know, with the best at Samsung at offer, you know, competing with the iPhones. And then I think we've all kind of reached a consensus that things started falling apart when they started releasing the G5, mm. which was the sort of modular phone that you could, you know, add things to. Didn't do so well. Then they sort of rebounced uh, or bounced back with the G6 and started doing better. But it feels like sort of around there, they kind of just started losing the focus that made LG Mobile what LG Mobile mm-hmm. was. And that's where things just started becoming a sort of slippery downward slope. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much has COVID-19 also played a part in this? Because at one stage, all cell phone manufacturers were struggling to get parts and internals for their various phones. And obviously, LG may have also been affected by this. I think that that may have had a role, but I think the role for LG specifically, would be a very small role because their worries started way before the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. There were talks, um, not official talks, but I think there probably were talks of, you know, what is going to happen with this division because they've restructured so many times. You know, they've brought Mm. different people in, they've gotten rid of brand names, they've brought in new things like the LG Wing and the LG Velvet. Um, So while it might have had an impact on on chipsets and that sort of thing, Mm. um, I don't think that was their biggest issue. Their biggest issue really was Unfortunately, I think a lack of focus and focusing on the core issues that they had, which were software problems, really. Hmm. Because I was about to say, I mean, let's talk about performance from an LG (laughs) mobile point of view in relation to, you know, the competitive landscape. You know, where did they sit? And did they maybe look around and think, "Hmm, I don't think we have what it takes here to compete at, at, at any other level? Possibly, but I also find that kind of weird because they did some industry first. They really were. They were the mm. first company to bring a wide-angle lens mm. onto a phone before anyone else did it. They were the first to do dual cameras on the back of a phone, again, before anyone else did it. They were the first to do laser autofocus, which is now you know a standard on all the top-tier uh, Android flagships and sort of similar to what um, iPhone is doing on you know 12 uh, Pro and Pro Max. Mm. So they did those years before. Um, you know, they were industry leaders before people knew sort of where they wanted to go. So it's weird that they went from that mm. to the situation they're in now. So I don't think it was a case of, oh, we don't know what to do. I think they were leading. And then Samsung's got more money than I think, you know, anyone knows what to do with. <laughs> and that marketing machine just came for everybody. Yeah, and they yeah. systematically taken down every sort of competitor in their way. And I think LG probably felt a bit threatened by that didn't quite know how to compete with it. And really mm. what they should have done instead of doing yeah. all these weird fanciful things, which were fun, is they should have just continued focusing on what they were doing because what they were doing was great. 
So where does that leave me now? Say I bought an LG phone because I thought it was a great special at the time. <laughs> got this phone thinking I've got the, the deal of notes, no problem at all. But all of a sudden we find out they're not producing phones. Do I need to start worrying? Uh, not only the cell phone I bought, but maybe the laptop I bought. And, and what are the competitors doing? Licking their lips, waiting in, in the wind? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably are sitting there licking their lips. I think um, it makes it very interesting right now in the Android landscape because we've seen, you know, people fall in the last couple of years. I mean, we've just, we're still kind of witnessing what's happening with Huawei, who was the biggest competitor to Samsung. And now Samsung is sitting in a very pretty position. Mm. Um, with regards to laptops and things, you know, we I don't see that those things are going to be affected. We don't really want to get uh, LG laptops here. But this is also only affecting their mobile division. Um, so this is just your phones and that sort of thing. So you don't have to worry about any other LG products. Um, if you just recently bought an LG phone, this is the biggest question everyone has right now. Um, no one has a definite answer. I'm going to be very honest with you. Because mm. this announcement just went out yesterday, mm. um, and it is going to be wrapped up, LG says, by the end of July, they are now, from now until then, are working with, you know, sort of all of their, their regions. So mm. South Africa, Africa, Europe, uh, USA to mm. figure out, okay, how are we going to support the people who bought our products mm. once this mobile division is shut down? They're saying that, you know, if you've got a phone, um, certain devices will still get um, updates. But again, they're not committing to how many updates. They're not committing to how long they'll be supporting that. So that's what this transition phase is going to be about, is figuring out how to support everyone who's bought their devices. Mm. You, you spoke about a lack of focus earlier um, as you were making a, a point is there anything that can be said about leadership um, issues within the company? Does that maybe speak to that? Are you aware of anything there where perhaps, you know, at that level, there isn't quite a, you know, a clear sense of where we're going next? I don't think that that, I don't know. I think that's a, it's a complicated question because I did actually visit LG HQ hmm. a good couple of years ago. Hmm. You know, and I got to meet the team who was working on, on various different divisions, including the global head of marketing. Hmm. And speaking to them, you could sort of see the passion. You could see that they knew where they wanted to go. Um, I think, I think honestly, what the problem is, especially when you look at a country like South Korea, there's a very big cultural kind of uh, thing that comes into it. And there's a big sense of pride that comes from working for a company like LG or Samsung or a Kia or that sort of thing. And I think mm. when you're competing in your home territory for that sort of um, recognition and you're going up against an absolute giant like Samsung, mm. it's so difficult to, to sort of keep your head up, up you know, above water when Samsung is just winning on every front. Mm. And I think, I don't think it was a lack of focus. I think LG just really wanted to do the best that they could. And I think that they potentially misunderstood what they thought mm. people wanted and they went in the wrong direction. I think if they, again, you know, I say what I said before, they just stuck to the core of what they do. You know, something like the wing is great. It's fun. We didn't mm. need that. Mm. We needed a doubling down of the things that they were really good at. And I think a lot of companies, unfortunately, mm. have made that mistake in the past. Sure, sure, but, sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Brendan, lastly, I just wanted to find out how damaging is this to brand LG? Uh, the question that I think a lot of people also trying to get an answer to. Um, I don't think it's actually as damaging as we think. For the last couple of years, we've all seen that LG Mobile has been struggling. I mean, in South Africa, when I checked this morning, um, one of the stats I saw was that the market share was about 1.21% in the country. That's basically nothing. Less than 10% in the United States. Um, but again, if you look at the home electronics in the U.S., you know, they're sitting, you know, in the top three position and everywhere else. So I think 
LG Mobile, we knew it was going was to end. Um, don't think it damages the brand. I just think it's the smartest thing they could have done hmm. because there was nothing else to do. Absolutely. Brandon, we're going to leave it there, but we appreciate your time so much. Brandon Peterson talking about LG, the mobile division, shutting it down. No more. Quit. We're out. And, of course, he's editor and founder of Reframed.co. All right. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to The Morning Flavor today. We are done and we'll be back again tomorrow being Wednesday. So it's a nice short week, but we can pump it all in there and make sure that we make the most of every single day. We've got The Bridge on standby. Dino is here and the team. So, yeah, we hope you're going to have an excellent, excellent day indeed. I guess uh, tonight I'm on Trending SA. I'm even losing my bearings there as to what day we're in. <laughs> it's Tuesday, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And All day long. <laughs> yeah, and we've shifted time. So we're now at 5 p.m. Uh, because we've had to... Uh, you know when there's a bigger fish oh, and that comes in, oh, the, okay. in the way of a drama series. You know, you must make oh, way. Oh, wow. You know, get out I, the I thought way. it was daylight saving, maybe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Heading into winter. You know, so, so when the estate comes in, my man, <laughs> things move okay. around. But yeah, we are. So you'll be in bed earlier, in other words. No, yeah, well, <laughs> potentially, potentially. But 5 p.m. on SABC3, yeah. that's our new time channel. So do check you out there. Brilliant. From us, it's a good morning, a good day, and good vibes. And thank you very much to Aus for holding it down as well.